0: Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. Spirituality is about unity, not duality. There isn't one right way to be a spiritual being. That's a quote from my friend and guest today, Star Shepard Decker. Star is a spiritual leader, professional vocalist, public speaker, and the founder of many different businesses and organizations: Radical Revelations, Star's Spiritual Sundays, Sacred Support Circle, and the long-standing Portland Lunch Meetup community in Portland, Oregon. Star supports coaches and healers with major life challenges to cultivate inner stability and business sustainability, so they can keep giving their best even when they think they're at their worst. I know from personal experience because not only is Star a friend, colleague, and a member of Healing Ways, I have actually been part of her sacred support circle community for coaches and healers um, in a time in my life when I was dealing with some pretty big family and personal things and wasn't sure that I'd be able to keep going and showing up as the leader that I'm born to be. So, from personal experience, I can say Star's authentic nature, her willingness to listen, be totally non judgmental, and just come from a very loving place is very apparent and refreshing in today's world. Today, in this interview, we talk about toxic positivity, shame, authenticity, the difference between coaching and traditional counseling. And of course, because we're talking with Star, We talk about revolutions. And one of my very favorite quotes from Star in this conversation today is, the only way to move forward is to be exactly who I am. And that's what she does. Star brings her bright light, her quick wit, her depth, her love, her humor, definitely her humor, to everything she does, including our conversation you're about to listen to right now. I am so excited today to introduce you all to my friend and powerhouse, Star Shepard Decker. She is strong, multidimensional, and totally dynamic. <laughs> I am so excited to chat with you today, Star. Um, before we get into all the juicy stuff, I want us to start with you telling my listeners a little bit about your backstory and how you, you're using your experiences to create a safe, non-judgmental space for your clients to be
1: who they are. Ooh, thank you, Amber. Well, I just want to first thank you so much for having me on here. I'm just thrilled. I adore you as a human and a leader and a fellow powerhouse. And so thanks for the <laughs> acknowledgement and the space to, to talk a little bit and, and share about who I am and what I do.
0: Yes, of course. Thank you for being here. Um, We have so much stuff to talk about. We actually have already kind of been chatting behind the scenes, and um, yeah, this we're gonna we're gonna try to make this not super long today, but I know it's gonna be hard. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, So yeah. So tell everyone, tell tell us about your story. You you've got some good stuff to share, and uh, the things that you have gone through in your life, both personal and professional have really helped you to be able to help other people. So yeah, thank how did you. that happen?
1: Well, you know, I, I was born and raised no, I'm just kidding. Um so And we're doing the condensed version. Yeah exactly. <laughs> so you know I came from a lot of uh family trauma, toxic family abandonment, rejection. Um, you know, I didn't live with my father ever, and I haven't lived with my mom since I was 12, and um, moved up to Oregon, pregnant at 19, had three kids by the time I was 25. Wow. Uh, two with my first husband that wasn't so good, and um, one with my now husband that's pretty freaking awesome. (laughs) And uh, we're we're celebrating almost 17 years together this year. Yay, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, he's been a huge, huge support in my life and in my healing journey. And right around the time that I was going through custody battle and divorce with my first two kids, um, I was 23. And I found a spiritual community. You know, I had been uh, raised sort of an atheist and um, I wasn't really into Christianity, I didn't really like trust that whole philosophy, it didn't work for me, and it was pretty awesome, I read a book, uh, Ishmael by Daniel Quinn, that really opened me up to another possibility about spirit for me, and then I found a spiritual philosophy that really just sort of spoke to all the things I always believed, mm-hmm. and I dove right in, started taking classes, started doing leadership there, and I was a part of that community for 13 years. And I actually became a licensed spiritual practitioner in 2009 at the age of 30. And I was seeing clients and helping to lead retreats and workshops and all that stuff. And and while I did get the call from Spirit to leave in 2015, after seeing clients for six years, um, it took me a couple of years to be able to tease out the the helpful stuff and the not so helpful stuff that I experienced in that community. Mm-hmm. while I adore all the people there, and while I learned so much and found belonging, um, I also received a lot of shaming for having um, being de- dealing with a chronic illness and mm-hmm. having a lot of family upheaval and having some financial issues because of the chronic illness and the medical bills. Yeah. And I was kind of shamed as a leader because in that community, we taught that our thoughts create our life and who am I to be a leader in a community when my life wasn't perfect, right? Yeah. And it took me a couple of years of being away from that community to see how much that had impacted me and how much shame and, and I had internalized being a failure. Um, by, you know, just some subtle things, some what I call toxic positivity and spiritual mm-hmm. bypassing and, and gaslighting that was going on around my unique life situation. Yeah. And so while, you know, now here we are in 2019 and I've been seeing clients for 10 years and studying um, marketing and business for eight, it was really, I almost gave up doing the business thing because I was trying so hard to be um, someone else and I was trying so hard to, to live the kind of push and hustle and make it happen energy of business that I was seeing going on around me. And, um, and while I learned from an amazing business community that really allowed me to bring my whole self, I unknowingly gave a lot of my power away and just figured that they must know more about my business than me because mm-hmm. they were teaching stuff. Right. <laughs> and, and so for you know, a couple of years, I just pushed and shoved myself into where I remember at the end of one year, I just ended up on the couch for like six weeks, both dealing with um, physical flare ups and just a lot of um, emotional and mental shame and failure stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until I really declared that the only way I could move forward was to be exactly who I am that I started seeing some real progress in my business and I felt a lot more joy actually being a, a practitioner and a business owner and a spiritual leader and, and really owning all the parts of who I am mm-hmm. and not having to pick just one. And so that's why I'm really honored to hold space now for other coaches and healers and helpers um, who are dealing with major life challenges. Mm-hmm. Who might be considering closing their practice down just yeah. like I did that six weeks I was on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I really helped them to build inner stability and business sustainability so that they can keep giving their best, even if they're at their worst. Mm-hmm. And really create that non-judgmental space for them to know that their life circumstances do not define them as a human or as a leader. And that in fact, even when their shit is up, they can still really contribute to their people in a unique yeah. way that only they can. And so that's um, just kind of my own journey into holding space, and and while um, I haven't had a flare up in several months—about four months now—you know it's it's not off the table, and so I have to really create my life and my business in an ongoing way that supports me, that supports my family, mm-hmm. that, that honors that I I homeschool my 15-year-old, and and he's never been to public school, and wow. And so, you know, I, I know what it's like to have a unique kind of out of the box lifestyle and there is a way to have success and joy and freedom, even if you don't kind of fit in with the, with the norm, quote unquote, that we Mm -hmm. teach in society. Yeah. Yeah. I love
0: that. And, uh, your group is called the Sacred Support Circle, um, that you've recently started, um, totally taking everything that you have learned and experienced and, everything you just talked about into reality for coaches and healers that are, like you said, dealing with all the life stuff that can really derail our practices. Um, And in fact, I myself um, was a member of this support circle um, and just found it just so helpful because is everybody talks about authenticity and just being who you are and but you don't feel you still don't that's still not completely okay right as a leader people they can say that but if you were to get out in public and just start breaking down and right sharing all those feelings and being as vulnerable as everybody says that they wish you were uh not going to go over very well.
1: (laughs) No, there's still a lot of judgment in our society around leaders, you know, appearing perfect and you you can't help other people to success unless you have finalized your success. Mm -hmm. And there is no finalizing of success. It's an ongoing, it's an ongoing journey. It's an upward spiral. There's always more to step into and nobody's doing it perfectly. No, no, it's it's such a crock.
0: And we need, and we do need support. And when we're in those moments, and we just think, you know, we can just tough it out or go alo- go it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a support circle, a group of people that are going through the same thing, is so powerful. Um, yeah. And being led by someone like you, who we know has been through the fire <laughs> <Yeah>. multiple times. <laughs> Many fires. <laughs> Many fires. And you're still thriving and moving forward amongst all that shit from the past. and um, the, the current chronic illness stuff that, that you deal with on, you know, almost a daily basis sometimes, um, your, that's just, it's so powerful and so healing and so helping for, um, coaches and healers. Definitely. Myself.
1: (laughs) Yes, I loved it. Um, oh, thank you. It's an honor. It's an honor to get to hold that space because, yeah. as you said, there aren't a lot of spaces like that Whoa. where we're allowed to be vulnerable, and people don't immediately jump to, "Well, what did you do to bring this into your life?" Yeah. And, and how are you creating this? And maybe if you just blank, 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 instead of, you know, what I create is a safe space to just share from the heart, be allowed to be wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. And then you get to decide what kind of advice you want, whether it's, you know, inner guidance or business strategies to really get you through and keep your practice going. Um, You know, that isn't up to me what kind of support to give you. It's, It's really up to each person. Um, what support they want to ask for and I think that's such a huge difference when we just share in public and we go Here's what's up for me. You mm-hmm. get all sorts of stuff <laughs> that you didn't ask for yes. and that isn't actually helpful Yeah, you know? yeah, um, so that's kind of why I, why I created this sacred space is to both have an opportunity to share without mm-hmm. feedback Yeah, and then have an opportunity to get the kind of support that you actually need.
0: Yeah, and to feel completely safe I mean, honestly yes. um, like you Like I introduced you as someone who's creating a non-judgmental space for your clients. That's what you've created in the circle. Um, That's what you've. That's just something you project, honestly. Like you're just somebody that it seems like I could. Anyone could just go to you and be like, Star, let me just cry on your shoulder for a minute and tell you all the things. And I know you're not going to judge me. I know you're not going to go talk shit about me behind my back. Yes. Um, you're not going to uh, think of me any less. Um, you do a really great job in leading that and just being, that's just who you are. I love it. Thank um, so you. And thank you.
1: In fact, that's actually why I chose this niche because I was one of those serial niche switchers, you know, I was okay. trained to, to help all the people with all the things. Yeah. You know, And so I know a lot of us healers and coaches, whether, you know, we have a healing modality or we're life coaches or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we have been trained to help all the people with all the things. And it can yeah. be challenging to narrow that in from a business perspective and really choose who our people are. And it was because all of my colleagues, my fellow coaches and healers would call me when their shit was up and they'd be like, oh, I was just, I needed someone to hold space for this thing. And you were the first person I thought of. And after this pattern ongoing, I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) this is why people are calling me. Maybe this should be my work. And I tried it out for a few months and I was like, oh my God, I love this work so much. I get to hold that safe space. I get to be that person that they're already thinking about anyway. Mm -hmm. And I get to use all the parts of me. I get to use those spiritual principles and that inner work that I've been studying for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I get to use the, you know, the business principles that I had to tweak for my unique situation in order to make things go and make things work. And I get yeah. to help them with those things as well. And so it's just, I feel like it's a win, win, win. I get to win, they get to win, their clients get to win and it's
0: all Yeah. Great. Yeah, totally. It's just uh, a good trickle down effect. <laughs>
1: yes. <it's laughs> <for sure. laughs>
0: um, yeah. So you beyond the support circle, you offer mm-hmm. private coaching as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. I have a six months, um, more intensive, uh, private coaching program mm-hmm. because I think that, you know, I was noticing that two weeks a month wasn't quite enough when people had a lot of stuff going on Yeah, and four weeks felt like too much. Cause then they'd feel quote unquote behind sometimes on some of the homework I would give them. And mm-hmm. so I do uh, three one hour sessions a month and then they get, uh, I, I took this from one of my coaches, they get two 15 minute, oh shit calls a month. Oh. And so uh, those are just, they get a scheduling link to my calendar and I've opened up more space for those calls than my normal sessions. Mm-hmm. And that way, if they have something, you know, some challenge that is up, because a lot of these people are dealing with loss or injury or legal battles or, um, you know, tragedy. And there might be a moment where they're like, ah, what do I do? I need help right now. And yeah. So gives them that opportunity to have those. And so it's six months of three one-hour sessions a month and two 15-minute oh shit calls a month. Nice. And what right. a fun, what a good, good offering. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you.
0: Um, So I have a question that yeah. some people um, g- might really appreciate actually. What is the difference between coaching and counseling? Because what you're doing is, is very
1: similar to quote-unquote counseling mm-hmm. um, yeah what are the difference between the two well I like to think um, of you know counseling and therapy they can be really based on the past oh, okay it's fine you know there there's nothing wrong with them I think they're both really appropriate depending on what kind of work that you're doing in mm-hmm. fact a lot of my clients also see a therapist yeah um, or get counseling in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's really about kind of dissecting the past and figuring out what happened there so you can understand your present self more mm-hmm. um, and do some healing work on that past stuff. And while I do a little bit of work on the past, we, I do some inner child work and and we're looking um, back there for patterns. For me, it's more about the present. For okay. me, what I'm doing is more about what, do you, you know, what are you experiencing right now and then really tapping into what do you want to experience moving forward and how can we create that for you? Mm. And so I think for me, that's the, the subtle difference between the two. Um, and I would say that the spiritual aspect of what I do goes beyond traditional therapy and counseling.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: I know for me, you know, I did therapy and counseling for years um, back in my first marriage and going into this marriage. And while it was really helpful, when I saw a spiritual practitioner for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great because it was based in a greater truth and it was mm-hmm. based in a, in a way of bringing meaning into our lives because human beings want their lives to have meaning. And so while I do have a specific spiritual philosophy that I subscribe to, I don't necessarily you know, expect all of my clients to agree with that spiritual philosophy, mm-hmm. but I help them to really tap into what they do believe and then use that. In their work, in their practices, and their business practices, and really align how they see themselves and their identity and their story with a greater truth. And I think mm-hmm. that all humans, for all of human history, have wanted to tap into a, a greater truth that's bigger than our physical human selves. Mm-hmm. And I think that therapy and counseling sort of just focus on the brain and our patterns and our human self. Whereas, you know, I'm bringing in some deeper concepts of how we're connected to each other, you know, our connection to nature, our connection to source.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is why it's considered holistic. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. The whole self instead <laughs> yes. of just being self. Yeah. Yes, for sure.
0: definitely. So um, something that you have said is that your spirituality is about unity, not duality. Yes. Um, and by seeing the source in all things. Um, what does that mean exactly?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you asked. So, you know, I think in our culture, we have this kind of one right wayism, and even if we're not religious, even if we are not, you know, Christian or Catholic, and we we don't buy into the idea of a God and a devil having a battle through all things, yeah. there's still this kind of, hope that maybe somewhere in the sky there's this list and it's got a line down the middle and all the good stuff is on one side and all the bad stuff is on the other. And if we could just figure that out, everything would be fine. And I take a different approach where I believe that all is sacred, that there is no place where the divine ends and something else begins. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that each thought, each person, each being, each experience, each emotion is a part of this one. Mm -hmm. And so I don't believe it's necessarily a personality Um, But I believe that there is a a thread of unity that weaves all of life together and Mm -hmm. that we can when we can really realize that we can realize that what we do to ourselves, we do to another and vice versa. And I think that is at the heart of a holistic approach to living is really seeing the whole and and not believing that we're these separate you know, bodies of consciousness and that what we think only impacts us. You know, Mm -hmm. our our thoughts and our choices and our beliefs impact the planet. And the more that we can really step into that, the better our lives can be, the better our communities can be. And then we get to have a greater impact on the world too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you like making an
1: impact. I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. It's one of my things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I would yeah, I wanted to talk about that for a minute because you um I, you post a lot on social media, which I appreciate I your stuff is, uh, entertaining because sometimes it just entertaining in like a deep way because it just hits yeah. me right at the perfect moment,
1: but also oh. entertaining because you stir up a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I like to call myself a loving instigator <laughs> or,
0: uh, yeah. or, you know,
1: a shit stir upper with love. Loving I was
0: going to shit stir upper with love. I love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, is there like rhyme or reason to that, or I mean, are you are you? Is it like a does it have a deeper um, purpose, or is it just something that you
1: like to do? I think that's a great question. I think it's probably a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Always, I've always been that person that questions. You know, like why are things the way that they are? And I remember being young, and. And I seemed like to be the only one that was like, why is that this? And how is that connected to that? And what does this mean? And I noticed the people around me were just like, can you just stop and be okay with what is? And I'm like, it's not that I'm not okay no. with what is. it is. I want to understand what is. And if it's, you know, and if it's quote unquote not working, let's do something else. And yeah. and I, by the time I was 15, I would tell people, I was like, okay, so I'm going to start a revolution. Uh, do you want to be on my list? And in 10 years when I know what the hell that means, I'll call you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and of course in 10 years I had three kids and I was a little distracted Um, but it's always been at the heart of who I am to question our reality and question these things that our society just takes for granted Mm -hmm. um, and question you know different authorities and what is working and again not from a sense of right, wrong, good, bad Mm -hmm. but from a a standpoint of what's working and what's not working and I think that a lot of people are just trying to get by. You know, we live in a pretty sick society that doesn't honor our basic human needs Mm -hmm. as even needs. We have needs for belonging, for contribution, for acceptance of our whole self that just don't get met in the current society that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that we all react and respond to that in a different way. And a lot of people put a lot of blinders up In order to survive, they just put them up and they just like, I just want to get through and I want to rip those blinders off and be like, no, but look, there's so much stuff that, that you're missing both in the, you're pretending these harmful things aren't happening and you're missing the beauty. You know, I like to talk a lot with my clients about bandwidth, Mm -hmm. that the depth to which we can fill our despair is the height to which we can fill our joy. And if we're avoiding either one of those things, we're just in this really narrow kind of numb experience of life. And I know for me, I've been through some really challenging stuff and I've been through some really amazing stuff and I want people to be able to tap into more and more of themselves. And Mm so, you know, I'm connected to a lot of people who speak truth and, and I'm basically sharing stuff that hits me too. And I'm like, yeah, I need to share that. Um, and I've always felt like it's part of my duty, for lack of a better word, <laughs> to, to shout from the rooftops the things that most people are missing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's your, uh, your version of a revolution.
0: Yes. <laughs> just, exactly. You know, it's happening on social media rather than going out and marching through the streets, which, you know, now you have, you have, uh, one more kid at home, right?
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. The 15 year old. Um, yep.
1: So, you know, maybe, maybe this is just the start of your revolution. <laughs> yes. I feel like it is. I feel like, you know, waking people up. That's one thing that author Daniel Quinn talks about and Ernest Holmes in the spiritual philosophy that I'm trained in. They both talk about at the heart of everything is consciousness. Mm-hmm. That We can't change the outside until we change the inside. And so mm-hmm. we change our stories about who we are and how we relate to the planet and how we relate to each other we're not going to make these changes in our outer world. And even if we do, they're going to be temporary because we're going to flip back to what we actually believe. And so that's why I'm all about stirring up that belief and hitting those places that we're trying to hide from so that we can offer them love and, and not love and light in that kind of platitude sort of way, yeah. but compassion and awareness. Mm, compassion and awareness. I love it. Um, so
0: not everybody is, completely comfortable getting out there and being just so authentically themselves as you are publicly.
1: I mean, I forget I, that sometimes, but yes, <laughs> I believe that you are right.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I'm one of those people. I still, you know, I struggle with that. I, I, I look at your things on social media and I'm just like, oh, star, she's just so brave. And she's just so just out there in a great way, and you're yeah, you're stirring up curiosity and and deep things within people and um, and then I go like, okay, so someone like me, um, what are some other ways you think that they can I mean not everybody wants to just like get out there so publicly. What Absolutely. are some other ways that people can just be who they are? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to really, you know, phrase that in a different way.
1: Yeah, no. And I, thanks for bringing that up. Cause I think sometimes, uh, as a leader, you know, I put myself out there mm-hmm. and then people do with me what I did with the people I was following, which was like, oh, I have to be like her in order to be successful. Yeah. And you know, it took me most of my life to realize how I am and how I show up is probably in like the one to 5% of humanity. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and that's okay like yeah. i have to own who i am and you yeah. have to own who you are yeah and so it's really you know if you look at someone and go wow i wish i was more like that like i encourage you to check yourself and 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 maybe change that phrase and be like mm. I, you know i wish i could be more like me mm. and then figure out how to do that because yeah. each one of us is a piece of this beautiful puzzle And, you know, if you take like a a puzzle and you try to put it together and one of the pieces matches another piece exactly, there's nowhere to put it. Like you can't make that puzzle. That puzzle would be incomplete, right? And so I think that that's a great way to look at how each one of us, you know, for a long time, I made myself wrong for being this way. You know, oh, I was told yeah. to tone it down and you know, you're quote unquote making people uncomfortable. <laughs> and, you know, I would walk into a room and I would feel the energy disruption and be like, oh crap, I did it wrong. I should just leave. Oh. And now, you know, I really, um, it's taken me a lot of healing and growth and, and mentoring and studying and reading mm-hmm. to really own this part of me and be like, yep, this is how I'm built and I'm going to own it and Yeah, I'm going to show up. And yeah, I walk into a room and people who are lying to themselves immediately feel uncomfortable because I am just so out here and so like here's how I am yeah if they're fooling themselves in any way I can see the discomfort in their body and I just love them up and and hold space for them to really own more of who they are and I think that that's why my business is called Radical Revelations yeah because I don't believe that we have to become anything. We are already these amazing, brilliant beings of light and these unique qualities that only we have. And these amazing opportunities to express and embody divine qualities like love and power and wisdom in our own unique way mm-hmm. but it's been covered up by those beliefs that society tells us by what other people think about us by what our family says we're supposed to be even by what the people that we look up to that we internalize and think oh I should be more like that mm-hmm. and at the heart of everything I do my co- coaching my healing my you know my speaking my teaching and my event leading is all like peeling back those layers so that each one of us us can reveal this brilliant light that we already are and yeah. in a world that tells us who we're supposed to be that can be a really radical notion so
0: right well and look at you're just being you and when you were younger you were told to tone it down and mm-hmm. you know hide the true star yep. and when you decided to let it out i mean you have people i know i'm not the first one that's like you know i'm just so impressed by you i love yeah. what you're doing yeah it's awesome that you're just showing up as you. I really admire you because of that. Like that's just a proof that there are so many things that many of us have been told that we are too much or we do things a way that society doesn't believe or accept and um, that it's wrong and we need to hide that. Mm-hmm. But by hiding that stuff, there's like all this great stuff in there that nobody gets to see.
1: Yes. Yes. So
0: it's- so it's awesome that you're also doing that. You're taking your experiences and helping other people through their journeys, and then you're also just really, truly showing. You're telling people, "Be yourself, please. Yourself is awesome. Yes. You don't want to be just like me. No, <laughs> no, it would be exhausting to
1: try to be like me if you're. Not, if <laughs> I'm you're sure it would. That.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt that you're that you're, you're right about that. <laughs> but um. And here you are, you're doing it. You're showing up like, I am being myself. And I think, I think all oh, the right people, I was not say more people, but the right people just mm-hmm. truly love and adore and embrace you for being you. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's awesome. And yeah, you know what? Stirring
1: up energy is not a bad thing. No, I think I have to embrace that. Like, well, that's me. That's what I do. Yeah. Oh, you have fun dealing with whatever just got stirred up. in and- <laughs> Like one of my mentors used to say, you know, I may push people's buttons, but I didn't install them. Oh, I
0: love it. I know. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. So well, you said that those people, you, you go and you love them up more. I but do. What's something you do? Like you um, walk into a room and someone's uncomfortable. What's Yeah. What's one of your strategies?
1: Yeah. Well, I think a part of it is just energetic. I just kind of beam at them. And like you said, it is sort of natural for me to create that safe space. Yeah. And once I start talking to them, you know, if I hear them, um, put themselves down Mm -hmm. or, or say, you know, suggest that they should be differently or, or even suggest that I'm on some weird pedestal that they've put me on. Mm -hmm. Um, I just remind them like, well, your way is your way, though. You know, the way that you shine is really awesome. Or if I know them, or I've you know learned more about them, I can reflect back to them things that I appreciate and love about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot of different ways, but really creating that non-judgmental, safe space, I think, is so important. Um, yeah. my, my best friend, when I when I forget who I am because I go through cycles of forgetting and feeling down, I think we all do. We're cyclical mm-hmm. beings. You know, my best friend will remind me, she was like, What I love about you is you meet everyone where they are. Yeah. Like whether you're talking to a homeless person on the street or a flipping billionaire, Mm -hmm. you don't see them as above or below you. You just meet them where they are and let them be who they are. Mm. I just love that Mm. reminder. It's like, Oh, thanks. (laughs) You know, (laughs) because that's really what I want. I want everyone to be who they are. Yeah. I want everyone to feel, I mean, I just had a, a client last week who we talked about. He was saying that, you know, he's been really introverted in his life and in order for his business to succeed, he's going to have to step into more extroversion. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of stopped him. I was like, um, I'm going to call bullshit on that. That sounds really exhausting. And you don't have to be more of something that you're not in order to be successful. You have to discover what works for you and really work with that. Mm -hmm. I had someone speak at my lunch event here in Portland a few months back and the title was the introverts networking advantage. Yeah. We all have this idea that in order to be a successful business owner, we have to be really extroverted and out there. And most business owners are not. There are some really amazing successful business owners who are introverted, who need their downtime, Mm -hmm. who don't show up and shine all the time and they still help their clients they still have amazing success and yeah. the more they can accept who they are, the more fulfillment and satisfaction they can have in their life and business. Yes. I
0: love that. And personally, I know that is completely true. That is great advice because I am a total introvert. I really am. People don't believe it. And I'm like, whatever you can believe it or not. I know who I am. I'm an introvert mm-hmm. and I can proudly say that now Yes, I can feel his pain. Because mm-hmm. I remember thinking, you know, I was a massage therapist. and I'm like, oh, I still am, but <laughs> I don't know why I said was. But um, when I started, I was like, that was hard enough. And I'm like, but I'm just going to be with one client at a time. I can handle this. Mm-hmm. And then when I decided to start branching out in a bigger way and starting to coach other people in their businesses, and then Healing Ways, and now doing the podcast, I'm like, um, it's it's okay for me to be an introvert yes. and do these things still and still then shut the world out for two days a week and Absolutely. recover. Yep. Um, and I'm still being me though. Do, you, mm-hmm. know, you can still be an introvert and have those moments like now here I am doing a podcast um, where I shine. But then when I'm not doing the podcast and I'm in my own little world, I love just to be holed up by myself working from home.
1: Absolutely. Love
0: it. Love it. Love it.
1: I think we really have to take time to discover who we actually are and then set up our lives accordingly. You know, and that's a big part of my business strategy is you have to align your sales systems and strategies with who you actually are instead of who you think you're supposed to be. Yeah. I had another client last month who was trying really hard to be a morning person and I finally (laughs) had to give them permission like when are you at your most productive? Yeah. Like 6 p.m. to midnight? Okay, how can you set up your life to where you're taking time off during the day and then you're utilizing that time and, and maybe, you know, a couple of days a week you give your partner that dinner that they're after, mm-hmm. but they need to also allow you to be who you are too. Yeah. Like what real yeah. love and partnership is, is not trying to make someone to fit your model of what a relationship looks like. Yeah. So that permission, I think, to really be who we are and, and create our lives accordingly. Like you said, like have mm-hmm. the downtime when you need it, create yeah. the off time. I'm an extrovert, but when I do big events, mm-hmm. I need to take the whole next day off and really allow myself because I'm also empathic and I take on other people's energy. Mm-hmm. I have grounding practices that I do and cleansing practices that I do with my energy field to make sure I'm not getting a buildup Um, of other people's stuff. After Mm -hmm. the sacred support circle, I have to do a lot of clearing because I'm holding space for some really hard stuff. And I'm honored to do that. And if I'm not careful, that'll get built up in my energy field. And then it's not good for me or my clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we really have to take care of ourselves exactly as we are.
0: Yes. And just on a personal note, uh, what's one of your um, fun I'll lead the question here. <laughs> yes, please. What's one of your fun, childlike activities that you
1: yes. do to de-stress? <laughs> I'm a big gamer. Yes. I love me some gaming. <laughs> I love board games. I love video games. I love card games. I am an, a big Nintendo player. I've been playing Nintendo since I was like 10 probably. And we have a Wii and we have a Wii U and we have a Nintendo Switch and I'm all about Zelda. So I've got all my ringtones are Zelda on my phone. I've got a Zelda 8-bit tattoo on my arm that I, every, I smile every time I look at it. And, yeah, I'm a huge gamer. In fact, just last night I was wandering around in the forest in Zelda, like, collecting <laughs> butterflies and mushrooms, you know? It's just great.
0: <laughs> uh, and I'm aware of that because my husband and daughter play Zelda, and I watch them play it a lot. Um, and I will have to say something you do, I've never told you is – we got a nintendo switch recently or at christmas time and um and i started because of what you said i started playing mario kart i had never played mario kart i know like everybody's like what like i don't know i just you know i never really did Mm -hmm. so i'm really like catching on to mario kart when it's just everybody else thinks it's you know an old old game but um, I think of you often when oh, I play awesome. Mario Kart because I'm like, this is very relaxing. It is. And it's very
1: unconventional self-care. It, it is. You can kind of check out, but you're also like having fun. You're drifting around those corners. Right. And it's great. <laughs> I love it.
0: I need to try Zelda now because that looked pretty interesting. I did like watching all, seeing all the graphics and.
1: Yeah. Well, um, what I love about it is you can, you can choose your own adventure you know if you want to do the battles and beat the guys and go to the temples and figure out the puzzles you know i love when i'm in that zone i can go do that Or this last, you know, weekend, I just wanted to space out and collect stuff to upgrade my gear and, and there's a certain mask you can wear that makes a noise when this like little guy is around with a seed and I collected a bunch of seeds and, and it's just really relaxing and they've done so great to create this very real space. So there's birds chirping in the background and there's animals walking around and, Mm -hmm. and I get to really choose how I want to show up in that. Just like I get to choose how I want to show up in my life and business.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And you get to choose what your self-care looks like. Yes. Right. Just like anything else. Um, so when you're not in board games too, that's, we can go yes. that. that's actually a personal favorite of mine. I um, love games. Well. All the games. Um, So fun. Uh, so when you're not playing video games <laughs> <laughs> and recovering from all of your introvertness. Yes. <laughs> um, You do, I want to talk a little bit before we um, head out a little bit about Star's Spiritual Sundays.
1: Yes, please. Um,
0: Tell, yeah, tell everybody what that is exactly. I find it quite interesting. I have not personally um, attended one yet, uh, but I plan to this summer. So um, yeah, yeah, give, give everybody a little, little preview of what to expect in Star's Spiritual Sundays.
1: Well, a little backstory is, you know, because I was so focused on my business for many years and and I kind of did that I need to be like everyone else thing as I was talking about before mm-hmm. I sort of unfocused on spirituality I kind of hid that in the background and I I had a a moment in January, early January, where I was actually in the shower and this the idea for star spiritual Sundays just all came up. It was like, I could do a virtual Sunday service once a week. It could be like an hour. I could form it just like the, the Sunday services used to be back in my community, but I'll just give all the parts mm-hmm. and, you know, I could have a meditation and a prayer and a talk and a song and some recommendations. And I came out of the shower and it was fully formed. And then I started backtracking (laughs) and I was like, well, (laughs) but you know, my whole family will have to hide on Sunday so that, so I can have a clear recording and I don't know if I want to give up my Sundays and, and then, you know, I kind of uh, kicked my own ass for a couple of weeks and had, had some really stressful couple of weeks. And <laughs> I, I really took it as a sign that part of me was like, no, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so March 3rd, uh, 3-3 was my first Sunday service. And it's a virtual Sunday service that happens every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And like I said, I do a little intro, a little affirmative prayer. We have three minutes of silent meditation. And then I pick a theme to talk on for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I have what I call rad recommendations. I have um, some spiritual practice, a little bit of homework. Uh, a book recommendation and a crystal recommendation to support whatever theme is coming out. Cause I have a very extensive crystal collection awesome. and I use crystals in my, in my own healing and, and practice. Mm-hmm. And it's really, again, it's choose your own adventure. Like I'm going to give you all this stuff, but I want you to take the parts that are for you. And, um, while it's, you know, I, I frame it as a Sunday service and there is a, a huge spiritual element to it, mm-hmm. it's really personal and, and spiritual development it's really yeah. really practical tips on how to make your relationship with spirit stronger and how to really apply your beliefs in a you know daily way to make your life and your work better Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make the, the commitment really low. I'm not making a bunch of money off this and it's yeah. $5 a month to mm-hmm. access both the, the live services. And then I record those and they go into a membership and you can access all the recordings either through video or audio files. Nice, um, nice. So yeah, it's been really, really fun. Last month, we focused on navigating toxicity. Mm. So each week was a different topic within that. I did yeah. toxic family, toxic community, toxic inner world and toxic society. And it was wow. really fun to dive deep into those topics and, and share, you know, my, my personal experience and my thoughts and also the spiritual principles that have helped me get through, get through my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, is this, is the spiritual Sunday service or the Sunday service, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, Open to anyone of any
1: religion, no religion, uh, everybody's welcome. Yeah, great question. Yeah. I would say, while it's definitely open to all, I, mm-hmm. I call it my, my tagline is practical spirituality for rebels and visionaries. Okay. And I will say, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, while all beliefs are welcome, mm-hmm. because I don't teach a duality, Mm-hmm. And because part of sometimes what I'm talking about is how mainstream religion has actually harmed people and harmed society. Yeah. I would say people that are really steeped in, in beliefs of sin and the devil probably wouldn't find a lot of use in what I'm teaching. <laughs> um, not that there's anything wrong with those beliefs if they work for your life, but that's just not at the heart of what I teach. And uh-huh. I'm really teaching a, around unity, around a spirit that isn't a personality, that isn't a judge that literally and figuratively lives as everything and everyone. Mm. And so how do we use those beliefs to enhance our lives, to enhance our communities and to really be good stewards of the planet and really see that we have an impact on, on the planet as a whole and how to use those spiritual beliefs to make the planet better instead of just our own individual lives better.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Oh, star. I could talk to you forever. I know, right? <laughs> Same here. Um, it was so awesome chatting with you. I'm sure that we're going to be doing this again. You're going to be a future guest. Um, you oh, haven't I agreed to it, it, it yet, but I'm calling it, naming it right now. Uh, so um, it is. <laughs> we are going to talk, I would love to talk more about um, toxicity. So we'll have to, will have to chat about that sometime. Um, And tell people then
1: how to find you. There are so many ways to find you. What's the number one way? Number one way (laughs) is radicalrevelations.com. All right. Got my events there. I've got, you know, ways that you can sign up for an intro session to talk about what working together would look like. You can sign up for the sacred support circle there, Star Spiritual Sundays, and then my local event here in Portland, Portland Lunch Meetup that I do once a month. It's all on there. Nice.
0: And what's the topic for your lunch meetup coming up?
1: The one coming up is de-stress for success. Mm. And we've actually got, I believe, Daria Howell is a Healing Ways member. Yes, she she
0: is. Yeah. She is our guest
1: speaker. And I'm really looking forward to hearing her speak on that topic and getting to support that community. Yeah. And that's in Portland, Oregon once a month. Is it uh, third Tuesdays? Yep. Always third Tuesdays. Awesome. And I like to say it's for conscious coaches, healers, and entrepreneurs. So nice. they get two value packed talks, networking breaks, a get support section from me where I offer live coaching right in the room. Mm-hmm. And then there's always a raffle where a, a local business sponsors a gift and someone walks away with that door prize. Cool. Sounds fun.
0: I can't, can't wait to finally go to one of those as well. (laughs) I know. Right.
1: (laughs) So many celebrating that day.
0: My to-do list is just like stars, this stars, that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being a champion of my work. And, and, you know, I really appreciate your leadership and the way that you lead all the healers and the coaches. I love that we have that in common. I know that we do it each in a different way, Yeah, but I just appreciate your authentic leadership (laughs) um, and just really who you are and how you show up in the world.
0: Awesome. Look at all this love. Yes. We're gonna, on that note, we're just going to say goodbye. Star, thank you so, so much again for being here. And um, I look forward to chatting with you in the future.
1: Yes, thank you so much.
0: You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com, or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others. Please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.